0: Live from Cool Boys Central. The boss, down there. I'm boss up here. From Bat Tips to Bat Nips. <laughs> we are just three Cool Boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast.
1: I'll see Batman and Beyond.
0: Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation. And welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Felk. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Ugh. So cool. Tonight's episode is Appointment in Crime Alley. Sucks. Directed by Boyd (laughs) Kirkland and written by Gary Conway. This episode aired September 17th, 1992 and features Roland Daggett as the villain. Wikipedia says with the help of arsonists, Roland Daggett plans to destroy Crime Alley and use the land (laughs) to expand his business empire. Note, based on the comic story, there is no hope in Crime Alley. Detective Comics number 457, March 1976, by Denny O'Neil and Dick Giordano, and to talk about this episode, here's Ballard and Steve. Hey there. Ooh. Well, yeah, that's right. Now, I guess, I
1: think it's a it's a direct adaptation of "There Is No Hope in Crime Alley," as Felk mentioned.
2: I haven't read that one.
1: I haven't read it either. I, don't, I I'm not that like you know flu, fluent in. Uh, Batman. Comics. I was
2: though surprised to hear Jeffrey Tambor's voice as uh, one of the hired goons.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, uh, he played a, a
2: Crocker. Yes, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Uh, I also thought it was funny that uh, it was another Dacket episode, so that they're really focusing on developing him as like a sort of a villain in the in the businessman, right?
1: Yeah, Daggett is back with the blast in this episode. <laughs> He's going to set off bombs in a ghetto in a horribly run-down, like, you know, ghetto area. But we're going to learn that some of these people that live in the ghetto have a heart of gold and all are worth saving.
2: It doesn't sound like you uh, are too positive on this episode.
1: Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it sucks for the most part. <laughs> I didn't really care for it. I like, I like Daggett in general. I just... I remember seeing this as a, as a kid and was kind of just like, this is a shitty episode. What are we, we're going to follow this old lady getting kidnapped. Why do I care about this old lady being kidnapped? I don't like it when, like, old people are kidnapped. This is just weird. It's just weird. It's just like, leave them alone when they're old. You See, know? I
2: thought this was... Uh,
1: Leslie Tompkins should have been, like, really hot, young, and sexy.
2: Well, it, this was the lady that took care of batman when he was a boy yeah after his but
1: they need to rewrite the continuity and so I, that the story is is that she was a young girl at the same time bruce had a you know his parents murdered and comforted him and then they grew up together and now she's super sexy hot leslie tompkins you know you know doctor by night you know nurse by day whatever
2: i kind of like the episode i thought it was uh, you know it was one, one more on the psyche of of batman kind of developing who he is And I thought that was, I I, I enjoyed that. I didn't really need it to be. Win
1: me over, Steve.
2: (laughs) You have 20 minutes
1: to do so. Um, I do like that Daggett has like clearly, uh, uh, you know, um, a type of hired goon. Uh, Last time we had Daggett, which was what? um, Feet of Clay. Uh Uh-huh. He uh, had uh, uh, Germ and Bell. And this time it's Nitro and Crocker. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. They should have a spinoff series with Nitro and Crocker. Yeah, and
1: German Bell, too. That's a good one. <laughs> German Bell hired goons at large.
2: But I, I like how uh, this the episode started off with Bruce just, like, lifting weights and just, like, showing off his, like, body. And just, like, that he's oh, just yeah. this big guy and he's just getting pissed off at Daggett. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like Ben
1: Affleck. He's Ben, he's ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it's clear that they have this, like, you know, storyline where it's just, like, Daggett is the evil businessman. He has his monologue in, like, the third act where it's just basically, like, it is time for the businessman to take over. We must have a heart of steel. And it's just all this, like, uh, you know, uh, hatred for the idea of uh, progress. You know, we must move forward and redevelop this town. You know, but, but I did think it was interesting having it be focused on uh, the the certain day. And so it was like, for Batman, it was that, you know, he wasn't even trying to stop all these series of uh, crimes. He was just trying to basically make his appointment, make his uh, appointment with his with the lady that took care of him. What do you
1: mean? He stopped them all. He stopped them.
2: It, it was all, but he didn't want to, you know, it, it was all like these, it was like he, he was just trying to get to his appointment and on his way, he has to stop. The kidnapping, he has to stop. There's a person that uh, he
1: almost is, drives into a little girl crossing the street, and uh, then like ha- you know, saves the mom. Yeah, she's getting shaken down by the mob to like you know, leave her apartment or whatever. He yeah, he keeps
2: getting involved.
1: The, the suicide guy that you know essentially straight a lethal weapon. You know, he pulls the rigs, uh, and then yeah, there's the uh, the the runaway trolley. Right now we're actually watching the sequence in which uh Batman is stopping the uh the mobsters from, you know, hurting this this family. This wonderfully beautiful family.
2: The single mother, you know. So,
1: classic story. Batman's yeah, going to fuck her.
2: You know where that's going to go.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Batman loves the fuck single moms. That's a, that's definitely something that's been alluded to throughout the uh, series so far, and we're just in episode 26. <laughs> Just. I don't remember, but maybe we'll get, like, an episode where he actually fucks one someday. We'll you see
0: think, the, the random chick that uh, Ben Affleck, Batman, fucked in, in Batman v. Superman, the one who's just, like, lying naked in his bed when he has wine. Yeah, when for, he's doing
1: pills and uh, drinking out of wine bottles.
0: For br- <laughs> breakfast of wine. You think she was a single mom? For sure. I, I would imagine so. Stripper single mom, too, right? Those are the best. Those are awesome. I love those. Demi Moore, right? Strip tees. Well, there, there, there's a lot of real-life ones, too, that I've
1: encountered. Felk, how are they? How are they? Uh, I, I mean, they
0: kind of make you feel like Batman.
1: Do you really? Okay, so, like, if you have the opportunity, to, you know, to pick between, like, just say, hook-up at the bar or stripper sex, who would you go with? Uh, Both stri- not women.
0: Yeah, stripper, but, yeah, the this, this, this stripper is going to know what she's doing more. I mean, and also, most strippers get into it because they kind of like sexual attention. It's rarely a one who does not like to be touched goes into stripping.
1: I'm a dancer. Yeah. That's showgirls.
0: Showgirls. I'm not a stripper.
1: I'm a dancer.
0: It's not the showgirls is not an accurate movie about strip clubs. Yes, it is. I, you can't touch me, but I can touch you. In in what fucking strip club in Vegas is that the case? (laughs) All of them. None of them. Except glitter gulch, which closed down. Thankfully.
1: Everyone, yeah. All right. Well, back to Batman. Uh huh. You know, uh, do you think Batman Steve would fuck a stripper?
2: <laughs> I think that uh, probably not, unless it was something that uh, he was had to do as Bruce Wayne.
0: You and I, you have a different interpretation of Batman than I do.
2: <laughs> I think Bruce Wayne would, but not Batman.
1: All right. Well, cool. Well, Batman, you know, obviously goes in, to go meet up with his uh, 9 o'clock date of Leslie Tompkins. And uh, she's not there, so he's all hunting her for now.
2: I think it's 8 o'clock.
1: I think it's 9 o'clock
2: is the date. 9 right? o'clock yeah. is when the bomb is supposed to explode. And 8 o'clock Uh-oh. is when he's supposed to, to meet up. Oh, then... so he's
1: like 30 minutes late now or some shit. Then. Yeah, okay. he
2: just keeps getting later. And then then she's like, I- he's late, so I'm going to go look for him. And then she gets kidnapped. And then he has to stop the bomb before but- 9
1: he also goes to her apartment to check out some sweet evidence. And when he goes and he in the mailbox, you see Leslie Tompkins' name. But right next to Leslie Tomp- Tompkins' name, you see Bruce Tim. Mm. Bruce Tim, right there. He likes to put himself all over this, doesn't he? Well, wouldn't you? Makes a character about himself where he's an evil toy collector. Well, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, but I I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I was like, hey, something cool in this episode that's not so good, because um, I mean, I really kind of found it just tiresome to have Batman constantly trying to like stop other uh, other petty crimes from happening. It was all while he
2: was trying to go to – it was the anniversary of his parents' death. Yeah.
1: Well, he should probably get over it, you know? I mean – Well, that's why Something different, like dress up like a bat every night instead Uh and and mourn it uh, and and do it for your parents always instead. Yeah.
2: I guess, you know, once again, I felt like it was interesting for a kid's show to try to develop the psyche behind why he does what he does and to develop that character. And I thought it it was interesting and and it wasn't supposed to be focused on – The crimes. It was uh, it was focused on, you know, ultimately disappointment that they kept alluding to throughout the episode. Like, oh, I made my appointment.
1: Disappointment. (laughs) Well, okay. Now we're watching Batman do the whole rig suicide. You know, save the dude from committing suicide and lethal weapons. If this guy's got a gun,
2: he really messes it up. Like he basically like he he tells the cop, oh, he's going to shoot the hostage, and he goes up there, and the and then the. The guy starts just shooting wildly, and then they <laughs> fall off the billboard. And but Batman yeah. just suddenly like catches them somehow, and they land. You know, it was it was it was not a, a real slick Batman. Uh, <laughs> the, save. They, they, just,
1: they worked it around editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought he was shooting wildly because wasn't he like about to like slip off or some shit? I thought.
2: No, he started to shoot Batman. You know, and then Batman. Was like swinging around, and then he just like suddenly starts to fall, or he shoots like one of the, uh, you know, ropes the that's cables. holding the billboard. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, those good old support cables!
2: You hit that one. Batman just walks up and and tells the cop like, "I'll handle this," and just completely, you know, f's it up. Well, one of the things I love about
1: how Batman saves them is that <laughs> I just watched this scene, here it was is that yeah it's just literally an edit where it's a wide shot he just swoops them up somehow magically in a <laughs> wide shot and then he reveals that they're under the cake the whole time hugging him
2: uh-huh.
1: yeah that, that's weird well here we are boom mailboxes L Tompkins and Bruce Tim
2: so he lives in this he lives in the ghetto basically Bruce Tim that, that that's more, <laughs> yeah he lives the he lives in, well,
1: Park row used to be amazing but now it's crime alley <laughs> mm-hmm which is a whole thing that they point out to us, you know, or they have a whole, like, newsreel, like, look at this, Park Row, you know, 1966. Everybody loved it, you know, but by 1988, it became Crime Alley, and they cut to, like, just, you know, people fucking, and, and, like, in their asses in the street and shit, and condoms being
0: tossed in the gutter, mm. crack, you know, being done, like, right there on the corner. It's the AIDS epidemic. When you see condoms in the gutter, that's fine. It's when you see a tampon next to it that I'm sad.
2: Wait, wait, wait.
0: What was David Cross's whole thing?
1: When there's condoms in the middle of the street, that's just reckless? <laughs> like, what, what was, Who's out in the
0: middle of the street fucking? Mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about down... Down my the back alley behind my apartment. Uh, one time Ew. I saw a condom, and then I was like, "Oh, that's gross." And then right next to it was a tampon. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, she pulled it out and the
1: That's it. disgusting. I love that. Ew, that's so horrible. <laughs> the fucking disgusting. Just right there in the alley. Alley fucking, it's dirty man. <laughs> well,
2: back to crime I'm gonna alley. Alcohol induced.
0: No, no, way more than alcohol, buddy. <laughs> How dare you, Steve? Yeah, I see. I see little strips of aluminum foil that are burnt. I'm like, oh, hey, what is that? This is right behind, like, what is that? Four star restaurants,
1: crack. What is it though? What is that? What is that a sign of? Free basing. Free basing crack or
0: meth or crystal. You ever watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, I don't remember them doing on foil. They did in the show. Did they? Jesse in
2: the dragon. That's heroin.
1: I got to rewatch Breaking Bad again. I'm... Oh my god, I've been really loving Better Call Saul. It's not as good. I like Better Call Saul a lot.
0: is there's less less immediacy like with Breaking Bad you knew what it was building to to at least some degree. You felt like there was a like I, I don't know what the ultimate You felt pl-
1: like you were in a pressure cooker.
0: Yeah, exactly. With with Better Call Saul it's two TV shows. It's the Mike show and it's the Saul show. Yeah, but I
1: find I find the it, for me. What's great about Better Call Saul is not knowing what some of these new characters I would never have enjoyed or thought I would have enjoyed. Who I now like love. What happens to them? Like, how do they end up leaving their stories, their lives? Like, how do they change? Like, what happens to yeah. Kim? Like, how, how does Kim leave Saul's life? Like, how, how does that occur? How does that moment occur? And Nacho, like, how does Nacho gets killed? Nacho's definitely dead, right? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. that has to be the case. I almost think sure. that Kim lives.
2: I think she moves to the doesn't doesn't Saul go to Minnesota or something, and that's where Kim's family's Kansas from? Kansas
1: City, I thought, or Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska is where yeah, he ends up. Omaha, yeah. I is, think yeah. he
2: that's the same where she said her family was from. So I think so My guess of, was
1: this was I was thinking is the whole black and white sequence, which is kind of emulating the second season of Breaking Bad's you know openings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the uh, black and white sequence at the beginning of the uh, uh, sometimes a Better Call Saul, I think, is indicative that we're going to see. Her come back somehow, and she's going to meet him in his third persona or fourth persona now, I guess. Uh-huh. Hmm.
2: If it keeps going. It that would be my going. guess or something like that. Or he gets killed. He's definitely – definitely. they were pushing the paranoia.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, um They just showed Batman uh, earlier, by the way, stopping at a yellow light that's about to turn red. You know, that's, that's, that's,
2: that's I like, not too reckless for a really I like reckless what he does. person. I like what he does with the Batmobile with this instance. So this was a little cliffhanger ending.
1: Yeah, you're right. We have a Steve sponsored cliffhanger act break with a runaway trolley,
2: and Batman has to stop the runaway trolley. And he, he uses the Batmobile, uh, pretty pretty well. You know, he throws. This it This is in...
1: sick, Steve. This is sick shit. Actually, I yeah, totally yeah. agree.
2: He he throws it in front of the trolley and just like sacrifices it. I...
1: The star of this episode is the Batmobile for me.
2: Oh, I, I definitely felt like they were showing it off in this episode. It was like all him just jutting around throughout the city in the Batmobile. He uses like a grappling hook.
1: Yeah, he uses a grappling hook. He fucking does armor. It's all straight out of Batman 1989,
2: too. Yeah, they're definitely they were showing it off. I felt like they were showing off the most in this episode than I've seen in others. But I could just be I could be wrong on that one. For sure.
1: This is the reason why I owned this particular Batmobile. Um toy is because of <laughs> episodes like this where it was badass and it made me want to play with it and do badass shit with it. Um, to call back to another cool boys episode on our other podcast about Batmobiles is, um, Felk and I talked about bat cycles and, uh, bat pods. And there was Felk. And I'd like you to look this up if you don't mind producer Felk. Mm-hmm. um, there was a toy cause my little brother had it. It was the 1989 or from uh, technically Batman Returns, Batmobile, and it did launch, like, a bat pod out of it, and that was a toy we had growing up, and you and I talked about this. I failed to mention that at the time. Can you please look up that toy for me?
0: It's a Batman Returns toy, you're saying? That's correct. Yeah, it was Batman Returns toy. Oh, I just forget.
2: I forget if it was in this episode or another one where Batman uses, like, the ejector seat from the... Yeah. Was I it this episode? One.
1: No, no, it's not. It's not actually. It's Mad Hatter. Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. That's it. That's it, Felk. So, what is that called? What is that? They they named it because it was like something Batmobile Bat Pod Edition. It was something like that. But I remember it being Train or
0: something like that. The Batmobile Bat Missile.
1: Bat Missile. Oh, they call it the Bat Missile. So, there was a name for that. We thought that may have been called a Bat Pod or something to like that effect. But that is actually the Bat Missile.
0: Yeah, I would call it the. Uh... Actually, I would call it the. Uh... That bat dildo. Tic. Yeah, the, the bat dick that goes right in. I bet.
1: Yeah, the Batmobiles have had a long, long line of being dildo-like in the uh, in the '90s for sure. No well,
0: question. with with the Schumacher one, that was just because he loved cock so much. Both Schumacher ones—they are
1: different Batmobiles in each Schum- uh, in each Schumacher Batman film, and they are both very, cocks. Yeah, the very cock. <laughs> Giant, gorgeous, glowing black cocks with fucking lights galore. Um, Well, we're watching right now uh, Batman saving Leslie Tompkins, who was kidnapped by Nitro and Crocker. And what you just notice right now is that Batman pulls off the white gag, like the uh, the handkerchief, right? That's around Leslie's head. But when he holds it, holds it up in the next shot, it's yellow. My guess she fucking puked all into the into the fucking rag and it was just like because it was like you know gagging her so fucking much when she like you know was like you know and they were like you know being rude fucking goons hired goons goonster so i thought that needed to be pointed out that that is uh that's not a color mistake by the animators that is that is actually disgusting and on purpose steve what's up
2: I just wanted to point out when Batman finds the goons that he just basically really recklessly throws yeah. them. He hates the, daggit goons. He just, like, throws them on top of the TNT like it's nothing. Like, he, they're not going to be might explode everything around him. Even yeah, Nitro's he like, hey, what are you doing? You're crazy.
1: You're crazy, man. Chill the <laughs> fuck out. No, Batman hates dagger goons. Remember he took that other daggit goon from – um feet of clay uh-huh. and he like dragged him across the like the gotham bay like holding his little wrist with a giant bat claw coming out of the mm-hmm. the bat wing and then dropped him like 500 feet up in the air into a skyscraper rooftop pool that's maybe at most six feet deep at like 200 miles an hour <laughs> he and then he and then he threatened the other one uh germ that was i think bell he th- he threatens germ who's a germaphobe with punching like like you know, what is thought to be a virus in a bottle, a glass bottle on a loose shelf that could fall onto germ, the hired goon. Then it turns out to be what, like water or some shit or nothing. I don't remember. It was nothing. It was nothing bad.
2: Mm-hmm. But that is a
1: dick to Daggett goons.
2: Oh, he's he's pissed off. And then, you know, but it, it really ends with because he's because he can't beat Daggett. Like it, it. ends with da- where Daggett basically he comes in. He's like, "Oh, I got these goons, and they're gonna, they're gonna, fr- you know, point you out." And then Daggett's like, "Take them away, boys!" And, yeah, take them away. These, yeah, even... these are the bad guys.
1: These are the bad
2: guys. And for sure. Batman's just like, "Whoa!" He, he throws a he throws a sign, and he just Daggett gets kind oh, of. Oh yeah, he tosses him. yeah
1: he tosses the blockade thing yeah the police blockade like at the like limousine he's, he gets pissed.
2: Yeah. You know, this kind of ruined his uh his day. He was he was he was there to put his rose on his parents' murder site. And then there's well, Daggett wanting to blow it up.
1: It shouldn't ruin that. It shouldn't ruin that. By the way, uh yeah, we finally do see the location of the death as opposed to it being done in some kind of dream sequence or you know, scarecrow-induced hallucination. Um, mm-hmm. Back to, though, Daggett, I love that uh, Leslie even says to Batman at the end, she's all like, you know, his, her advice is essentially let Daggett go, you know, which is a horrible, like, a, it's horrible advice because it's horrible for someone else. Like, somebody down the line is going to, like, get killed because let him go. Just let him go, bro. You know, I, I, Leslie's kind of a weird character. I'm glad she didn't come back too much. <laughs> I think she comes back later, though, right? In like later later seasons, she's kind of a bigger character. Yeah, I'm not so. sure. I'm not entirely sure either. Facts! <laughs> um, something in fact that is kind of cool is when Batman does come across those uh, hired goons and he beats them the fuck down, uh, there's a truck and it says Jay Olsen and Sons Photography Equipment. So that's pretty cool. So that obviously is referencing Jimmy Olsen. And then while Batman's getting pissed and throwing police blockades at limousines, you know, owned by Daggett and with Daggett in them, you can see this kid in like a green jacket, like snapping away photos. I was almost like, uh, are they hinting at that being Jimmy Olsen? This is well before the Superman animated series came out. So
2: so I, I looked it up. Yeah, Leslie Topkins appears in, in quite a few episodes. And she appears in – Way later, uh, right? Perchance to Dream – what, I what am episode the is, that?
1: What, what is that? Num- what numbers are these? Season 2,
2: episode... No, one I don't have six? the numbers.
1: That's useless information, Steve! All right. Is um, it? I don't
2: think so. Knowing the title, it's I Am the Night, Blind Bat. Do you think the bat, Batman
1: is the crime fucking Leslie? Or yes. do you think he can't because she's not a single mom? He just prefers single moms. This was this everything. was the
2: lady that raised Batman as a, from a boy. I, I don't think there's a, a sexual relationship. there. See,
1: I'm telling you, if they did it my way, then after the roses, they could go back and have really hot, steamy, fucking, damp Batcave sex. Mm-hmm. Keeps the mask on the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't know who it is. She's, She's like, keeping oh my a secret. And you know what? And Batman probably has like a fucking tattoo that says like, I'm Bruce Wayne. Well, you know, but if he leaves the cowl on, you just might be like, I don't know what that tattoo means. And it's like right across his dick. So you will see it. What are your
2: boys, Steve? Um, You know, nice. I, I give it like uh three out of five. Wow.
1: That's so much different than mine. Mine's two out of five. Felk, <laughs> what, what are your boys? Do you have any boys for this? I didn't watch it. Nice.
0: Great bat stuff, gentlemen. Cool Boy Nation, tune in next week. Same cool bat time, same cool bat channel. Cool Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of appointment in Crime Alley or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at Beyond coolboys at gmail.com new episodes of batman and beyond come out every tuesday please check out our other great cool boys central content with the cool boys podcast on itunes soundcloud google play and patreon where the cool boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies everything ranging from bods to dongs and all the boners they have given us be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook group us at The Cool Boys Podcast. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And if you like, you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boy shout out on The Cool Boys Podcast that airs every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Beise's from Felk.
2: That's Beisies from Ballard. And Beise's from Steven. So cool.
1: Batman and Beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and Beyond. Oh yeah.